Welcome to Talking Jazz. My guest today is bassist, composer, Quinn Sternberg. And it's a real treat and kind of reconnecting to talk to him because I know him since a very long time, since a high school and watched him grow into a wonderful career. So hello, Quinn. Hello, Monica. It's good to have you. And, you know, usually I start off asking people how they got attracted or into this art form jazz you know i remember you standing at the farmer's market and playing solo bass as a high schooler and there was just this dedication to this is what i want to do tell us about it i started on electric bass and i, I kind of grew up listening to more rock music i guess i kind of got into jazz from the reverse method i heard Jaco pastorius and i just had to learn what that was all about then i started hearing things that were kind of related to music I was listening to, like the RH factor. And then I kind of wanted to go back to the earlier. I started listening to Miles and Clifford Brown and kind of took it from there. But I mean, the farmer's market, that was just a great outlet to work on some tunes and walk home with 40 bucks and feel pretty cool. It is, but I also think it's pretty daring as a solo bassist to do that. I don't know if I would have now, but... <laughs> That's really great. And, you know, and of course you grew up in Bloomington and there is so much in the environment and you get to know what, what were some of the people that, that helped you along the way. Yeah, I would say David Baker was a big influence for for both of us, of course. He was kind of one of my early mentors and got to be with him at the Abersold camps and work in his combos. And he was definitely one of the first people who kind of told me like, I think you're going to do okay. There's a future in this if you if you keep working at it. My teachers, Ron Kadish and Jeremy Allen were big supporters. It helped having good band programs in Bloomington with uh, Dubinsky at Bloomington South. And nice to be in a community that fosters young musicians. Absolutely. And how lucky you are that you got this tail end of David Baker's legacy. I believe my class was the last one that got him in the classroom. Wow. Yeah, you should cherish those memories. And, you know, and if he says you're going to be all right, then you better believe it. And you obviously are. So let's dig into some of your music. You know, we'll show you have three albums by now and, and some new things coming out. You know, why not start with some new things coming out? So you sent me this preview recording and it's called Yuri Gagarin. And, you know, obviously there's something going on with space and astronauts. Tell yeah. us a bit about this tune and, and what's behind it. So this is a very poorly researched historical song. I kind of started playing with the melody and these sort of shifting ungrounded rhythms and it kind of made me think of flight or zero gravity started looking up early space travels and came upon yuri's wikipedia page and was kind of learning more about that first flight and hearing how it was a little turbulent but mostly smooth and i was just kind of thinking about the beauty but also kind of the terror of going through that so it's kind of supposed to emulate like a rocket going up into space, but also a person just kind of taking in the, the wonderment of space and also maybe being a little uneasy at times. There's little drum solo fills that's supposed to represent a bumpy flight. And that was kind of my muse for it. But it was a fun collaboration, this upcoming record with my friend Doug Stone, who runs the jazz program at LSU. And two of his friends from Brazil, Marcelo Pintos and Andre Queros. And we uh, kind of did this week of gigs and recording as sort of a Louisiana-Brazil connection. That's really cool. And, and it's really cool to bring those different influences together. I guess we appreciate yeah. getting that little preview before it's coming out. So it's coming out in the fall, right? October, yeah. Okay, that's perfect timing. Hearing it here first. Is there a title for the album yet? What are we looking for? Let me get back to you on that. We'll find it. But yeah. the name of Yuri Gagarin will definitely get you some some hits on the search engine so let's get a special unique only for us preview of music coming out this October by Wynn Sternberg who is my guest today a collaboration with Duck Stone and Marcello Pintos and it's called Yuri Gagarin <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Yuri Gagarin, a brand new recording to be released in October by my guest today, Quinn Sternberg, who you also heard on bass. And of course, he's he's the composer and writer behind this. And most of the music we're listening today was written by you. And, and you have a really unique style. It's, it's complex. It's groove-based. I can definitely hear the Jacko influence. It also combines, you know, some really interesting elements from a little bit avant-garde or freedom and then just just this open space. Give us a little glimpse on what when Quinn writes in his room and, and comes up with some tunes. Well, I guess my process normally, I try and make everything really melody based because i do kind of have a tendency towards these more complex elements but i think sometimes composers can lose the song element of a piece when you just start with a really crazy chord progression or some odd times i make sure there's at least a snippet of a melody first and then i kind of start to harmonize it out and conceptualize the groove from there for me i'm really into the kind of concept of genre fluidity like i want it to sound rooted in the music that came before i also like to bring some rock influence definitely this next song we're going to listen to is one of my more free compositions. And I like that to be kind of an element of all the music where once I'm done composing, the musicians I play with can kind of interpret it and we can get loose with the performance. You know, I, I so agree with your fluidity concept. We actually live in a time, if you look at any collections or playlists of somebody under 30, right, you'll see like, anything from any genre wildly mixed up you know it's yeah. these borders between genres are definitely disappearing and if you listen to the music of, of contemporary writers it's this combination right yeah and i think for me is how i try and make it sound fresh is not to be too deeply in any one thing kind of picking and choosing from different influences and turning it into a Frankenstein song. A Frankenstein song. Well, you know, and it's crazy because honestly, these categories were artificially designed so you can put things in a bin in a record store and, and label yeah. it something. And since we don't have record stores and bins anymore, we're going to lose the labels. It's, it's about time. So the complacency device. Now that title, you'll have to explain that. What, what do you mean with the complacency device? Machine that makes people not care or just accept kind of the more grim and unpleasant elements of life as fact. And it could be considered just like our phones or the internet but you could also think of it as like a sci-fi piece with some big machine pointing lasers at however you want to interpret that it's kind of this thing that shifts through these weird chords and turns minor into major how i tried to materialize that in the writing but this one like I said, it's very free compared to most of my stuff. It's just a short kind of ballad that we play a couple times. This was a fun band to, to do that with in the studio. Yeah, I can see that you have your compatriots or companions that you play a lot with. Sam Taylor, saxophone, Chris Alford guitar, Brett Webb. So this is like your working band, right? And Yeah, at times we had a little bit different lineup for the most recent album but this was like the mind beach band for that record and we all kind of are in the same circle and there's a lot of crossover with the gigs we play the mind beach record with the picture on it on the beach and we're looking into your mind i can see the concepts here behind it and the you know imagining how you adapt to circumstances and the complacency device so i, I would say let's just open up the imagery and let everybody imagine about what's going on here let the music speak for itself right so here is the the complacency device from the 2019 Mind Beach album by my guest today, Quinn Sternberg. 
and it features Sam Taylor on saxophone, Chris Alford on the guitar, and Brad Webb on the drums. Complacency device from the 2019 release Mind Beach by my guest today, Quinn Sternberg. We were talking about your composition process and just crossing borders, crossing genre lines, you know, talking about crossing borders. So after growing up in Bloomington, when you graduated, it was a pretty quick and immediate decision to go to New Orleans. What was your attraction to to go to New Orleans? Well, I had always levitated towards New Orleans music and kind of funkier styles. So I really wanted to, after studying kind of strictly in the jazz and Straight ahead world and mostly playing upright. I kind of wanted to go to a place where I would be pushed to get electric together and kind of go to groove as is, is born. Kind of, I always 
appreciate about New Orleans music that there's just a lot of fun to it. There's a lot of amazing music that doesn't necessarily resonate with me as as much. The I kind of like there to be a lightness and playfulness to the music, and you definitely get that here. That's really interesting because, you know, usually or most go, okay, I got to get myself to New York and, you know, get into the hardcore jazz and prove yeah. myself and get to play with all of them. And do you ever think you should try another scenery or are you happy or what do you think? I don't know if I'll be here for the rest of my life, but I'm definitely really like it here. And there's just so many amazing players who are very approachable and it's a bit smaller, more tight knit community. The people I work with here are high level as anyone, but more able to work with you than like move to New York and whoever up sax player in the city it's probably probably not going to get much of a reply that. but i'd like to travel and tour more just to get get a taste of all the different scenes even if it wasn't full immersion yeah but i, th I think you're so right i mean the the level of, of players down there is just really really amazing and you don't have to have the super high stressful new york living you know you can walk yeah. on the streets and you can find a parking place and all that we don't really have a winter that's great that's right and you know it's much more relaxed way of living i would say Cool. So we'll, I guess we'll, we'll go and listen a little bit to actually right at that transition phase because your first album, the, the Weird World, World album, you recorded right at the end of your time here and, and got it out when you moved to New Orleans and you suggested Fog, which of course you should do because there's a big face bass feature on this one. Well, it's kind of nice to revisit this one because that since I moved pretty much immediately after recording this album, these songs didn't get played quite as much as the stuff from the other records. And I thought it was a nice documentation of some of the friendships I had in, in Bloomington and our collaborator, Josh Roberts on drums and, you know, all, all these guys did a great job. And I think this album was kind of about nature themes, but also tying them to emotions, I guess, Fog in a literal sense is just fog in the air, but it could also refer to like uncertainty or cognitive dissonance, just trying to work something out. I love that comparison and that dual meaning. And yeah, you're right. There's a lot of nature themes on this first one and great collection of players. So let's have a listen. So this is from the 2016 release Weird World, which was recorded in, in Bloomington and features, of course, my guest today, Quinn Sternberg on bass and, and composition, but also Pat Harbison on the trumpet and Matt Sugard on tenor sax and Jamal Batiste on the piano and Josh Roberts on the drums. Thank you. 
that was Fog from the 2016 release Weird World by my guest today, bassist Quinn Sternberg. And we've been going back and forth between your first two releases. We'll have a little more glimpse on, on your second on, on Mind Beach before we get something from your latest release. You know, something noticeable when looking at, at your CDs and CD covers, other people, they put like their picture on or a nice glamour photo and you have those, those whimsical pictures half drawn tell us a little bit about your inspiration for graphic arts i love conceptualizing the art and i always kind of work with a friend or an artist that i know and just kind of come with this vague idea so i mean myers made the collage and i just told him like a beach but the sand is a brain it was pretty vague and i think he did a great job with with what i gave him but the other one, Cicada Songs, that cover has a cicada holding up musician, a marionette. And that song, I will talk about the song later, but that kind of plays into the concept of that one. But I thought uh, the gorilla holding, holding the world on a, his finger for Weird World was probably my favorite one that my friend Elliot Dietrich did. And I don't know where that one came from. I, I just like to have fun with them and bring some friend collaborators into it. Oh, that, that's really cool. You know, and, and I love the connection with, with art, meaning art, visual yeah. arts and, and, and putting that, that together because yeah, there there's a lot in the type of expression. And again, you know, talking about genre crossing, it gives you something where you go, well, not sure what to expect, but I'll give it a try. And again, some reviews and for this latest record, but it, it's pretty funny seeing these cartoon images juxtaposed with all the other albums reviewed on these pages, pro photo shoots and whatnot. Yeah, well, you know, obviously I can relate. I, I have a husband who is in the same things. I think all our fusion albums ended up with these whimsical covers in that same conceptual mindset. So Mind Beach, it's the mind, there's the sand. Beach, <laughs> look inside your mind. What should we listen for? Tell us. So I, I think this song and, and this record kind of the, the concept behind it was kind of introversion and meditation and view your, your mind as this place that's very peaceful and inspiring, but also chaotic. You know, you can get into a negative space and really spiral or you can just a world of a nation or you go into your headspace and it can go good way or a bad way. And this this song is supposed to be very relaxing and peaceful, but then it gets a little more heavy as as we get to the drum solo and the trading and it kind of comes full circle with with the outro being the you know, with the same theme as the intro to symbolize that it's just in your head right 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 and i guess you know especially right now we can relate to that everybody went inside for for a while yeah. because we couldn't go outside and there's a lot of things going on and everybody said yeah well let's get a glimpse into quinn's mind and the beach that is there and go relax or get up tight or find your space either or we can go with everybody and that's the special thing about music too you know especially instrumental music we don't have to give the image, you know, everybody can form it themselves and, and see what it evokes, the type of image. Okay, so here's Mind Beach from Mind Beach, the 2019 release by my guest today, Quinn Sternberg, and who you will hear on bass also. And again, Sam Taylor on the saxophone, Chris Alford on the guitar, and Brad Webb on the drums. Thank you. 
Mind Beach, the title track from the album Mind Beach, released in 2019 
by my guest today, Quinn Sternberg, who you also heard on bass. Now we're going to go to this latest album. And, and you know, this song, the Cicada song, actually did pretty well talking about crossover and got quite a bit of attention, which is interesting because you know, it's not in your marching type of meter. It's in very much, I would say, in that fusion style or influence. That wasn't so popular either for a while. So tell us about the Cicada song and kind of how it became a little bit of a attraction here. I'd definitely say one of my stranger pieces. It came to be my sax player and I, Sam, visited our friend Trey one night in kind of rural Louisiana and we were hanging out on his porch and I heard weird rhythm that cicadas were singing just over and over again. And I started counting it out, realized that it was in kind of an approximate seven, four meter little voice memo of the exact thing they were playing. And I just thought like, this could be a song. You know, so I think part of what helped this song gain a little attention was just pitch that narrative i think blog that was kind of a cool origin story for the track yeah the instruments kind of mimic the cicada there's a lot of interlocking stuff that's supposed to kind of represent the one maybe closer and the ones that were farther away right and we just had that cycle of the cicadas felt like a good time for cicada representation it was pretty crazy that the noise level that that we had of just them all singing together and constant and you know we didn't get it as as much nearly as much in louisiana so I, I was a little jealous not to i know everyone in bloomington probably got tired of it by the end but i would have liked to see a few more of the uh, chirping around yeah we had a good dose and i guess we should also point out you know now talking about seven and counting it out i believe your, your dad is a math professor he is See, there is some pounding in your in your background. That's what I thought. Oh, if he can play in seven, but he can definitely count to it. You know, seven, it's not unheard of. You know, Pink Floyd's money got a hit in seven, so. One of the more popular odd time signatures these days, at least. Yeah, and I love, you know, you already explained earlier how, you're, how you started on the electric bass, so definitely the whole Chaco thing and that era is, is, is coming in there. Tell us actually who's, who's playing on this. I didn't write it down, so you need to help me announce who yeah. are the players on that song. So this is Peter Varnado on drums, Oscar Rossignoli on piano, Sam Taylor on saxophone, and uh, Charlie Ballantyne came down from Indianapolis for this one. Very cool. More school visitors and friends. Cool. All right, let's have a listen to the Cicada song, the recent release from my guest today, bassist Quinn Sternberg.
That was the Cicada song, the Cicada singing in seven, as they did recently. And this is composed then from the recent release by my guest today, Quinn Sternberg. We got one last one, and I dug one out actually that makes a common connection. Your graduation present was a trip to Europe, and we combined it because we were recording at that time at a studio in Europe and we had these tracks by Bob Burke who has as we know passed away in the early 2000s but we still had them and we dug them back out and said okay we, we can play better and and help Bob sound better and we recorded a bunch of these tracks and it, it ended up quite an adventure we went to Cologne we stopped in Berlin we were hanging out in Austria I, I want to hear some of your favorite moments from the trips or recollections oh man I mean that was such a great adventure and it was a cool format because i remember we toured for about a week i kind of went on this two-week eurail adventure while you were teaching it was so cool to kind of just hop around at prague budapest and just such a nice bookend you know we was it four sax players we brought in for those tracks we brought in three and then another one was was overdubbing but yeah it was a very cool thing well and the soccer i think the world cup was going on right you guys had yeah. some viewing in paris big tv screen under the eiffel tower i remember one moment when josh and i were blocking someone's view and someone because we were too tall and they yelled at us and I think Josh said, like, so we don't speak French. And then everyone around was like, they don't speak French. It was really cool. And I remember the overdubbing the Bob Berg tracks. I remember being a really interesting process because we kind of had to go make sort of metronome tracks that worked with the fluctuations from the other album and kind of play along to this off-kilter off metronome. It was, it was an interesting challenge really fun it was it was so actually yeah so this track that we're going to listen to paul's vesper what we did is we extracted bob burke's playing but which means the drums went away so josh had to sit down and just click along make a metronome track that fit what bob was playing and then we played on the click track that that Josh created for it because when we went in the studio in the late 90s we, we did not have a click track with it and at all but you know I think it just it, it worked out really well I, that, that that whole album and it's only available actually on LP through Flavor Tune to be ordered but that whole album just has some really 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 cool tracks and of course you know something that we can never recreate because we lost Bob Burke to, to have some of these recordings. Thank you for, for sharing your music and your adventures. And hopefully we can go on some grand adventures again. Who knows? Life always goes in, in circles. So thanks for hanging with us and good luck with the new album. We'll be watching for it. Quinn Sternberg Music. Quinn Sternberg Music. Quinn with two N's and then SternbergMusic.com. All right, so here is a track called Paul's Vesper Schnell from the 2017 release The Time Flies on Flavor Tune, available on LP and more info at AcmeRecords.com. Here we go.
thank you for listening to Talking Jazz. My guest today was bassist composer Quinn Sternberg. You can hear Talking Jazz every Thursday at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. on WETF 105.7 in South Bend, Indiana, or online at jazzradiowetf.org. And Fridays at 8 p.m. on WICR 88.7, Indianapolis. Previous shows are also on my YouTube channel, Monica Hersig, M-O-N-I-K-A-H-E-R-Z-I-G. Please subscribe to the Talking Jazz playlist. Thank you for listening.